0: You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Football Frenzy.
1: Broadcasting live from Studio 34 in Midtown Manhattan. It is the Fantasy Football Frenzy on FNTSY Radio and Ditch Network. Coming up on the program today, Over Reaction Monday, we began to look behind the curtain and see the things that took place in week number 11. Get you ready for Monday Night Football. Also, as we move throughout the course of the program, take your phone calls along the way. As always, joined by the all-in kid, Jake Sealy. He is the accuracy expert. Wall Street, Matt Medica. I'm Corey Parson, the fantasy executive. Good morning, Jake, sir. How was week 11 for you?
2: I don't know. I usually I don't check until about midday Monday. I'm not. I don't oh, really? like to get too. Yeah, I, I just want to enjoy football. I just yeah. like to enjoy it, not worry too much about my scores.
1: Oh, that's good because I can't. I'm. I'm. I, I like. I, I check at halftime of the one thirty. I check at the halftime at one thirty. of the one o'clock games, I check again at, at halftime of the four o'clock games. Then I'm back on at oh, halftime. No. Yeah, I'm. 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 I'm all day, Matt Medica. How was your week eleven?
3: Oh, the week eleven. I lost two big games. Still have the most points in those leagues, but Dak really crushed me. in One of
1: lot those. you weren't the only one.
3: Oh, that was a matter of fact. Can I get Cam over here, please? Because uh, <laughs> I'm the first in Dak, Cam, we're gonna we're gonna ride Cam in the Staten Island League to a championship. Because I, I mean, I don't know. I feel bad. It's not all Dak. He's you know, he did get dealt significant blow losing three key pieces. More
1: important loss right now when you let's start right there with, with the Dallas Cowboy offense. More important loss,
2: Tyron Smith or Ezekiel Elliott, Jake? I don't think you can discount either one of them, honestly. Yeah. There's it's just they both bring so much. I think they're equal factors for different reasons, honestly. But Tyron Smith is coming back at least.
1: Yeah, at least Tom Ross Smith will be I, back, maybe even on uh, Thursday for Thanksgiving. But um, I put imagine. Sean Lee in there,
3: too. I mean, well, affected, me as, as far that, as the offense, you know, though. Yeah, I hear you, but it, I think he affects the offense in the fact that they just can't stop anybody. No, they can't. They just put so much more <laughs> pressure right. on the offense.
1: You know, it, 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 it makes sense because when you do have Sean Lee out there, at least, you know, you don't have to go out there and, and you, I don't even want to talk
3: about it. I think sometimes like we see people like I think <laughs> another thing besides not having any time and getting, you know, sassed and beat up and rushing his decision making. That's, fa- that's the process of he feels like he, he has to get it done because he knows the defense is not going to make the stop.
1: They're going on out there and out on the field way too much. When you look at the situation last night with the running backs, I mean, okay, let's start with Dak. Jake, is Dak went from a guy two weeks ago we were saying was a top five fan since he started the rest of the way? Is he now a matchup play?
2: At this point, you have to say yes. It's two weeks in a row. I, 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 I wanted to rank him outside QB one stats. I had him around ten, and that was still too high. It's still way too high. The fact is, without Tyron Smith against defenses like this that can get after the quarterback two weeks in a row where the pressure's in his face and he's got no options. Here's the fact the matter is why Ezekiel Elliott's on the level of Tyron Smith is, okay, obviously, Smith, the defense gets after him, forces the pressure, makes bad decisions, he gets sacked, hit, whatever that might be. The point is, is without Ezekiel, he basically has one option. He has Des and Zeke and like after that like that's the joke we've always made about the Cowboys is you know who to start It's Dez, Dak, and Zeke and that's it that's the end of it maybe you can get Witten at tight end occasionally but the other wide receivers just aren't there so if Dez is having a quiet night like he did well the decent game last night where else is Dak going I mean Alfred Morris actually did respectively for what was involved last night
1: we want to talk about those Dallas Cowboy running backs when we come back overreaction Monday fantasy football frenzy we are off and rolling Bit later on in the program, Dr. A join us, get you some updates on Robert Woods, some more injury concerns, it's Dr. A from InsideInjuries.com, so make sure you hang out for that, start to get you ready, got a short week right back at it, got three games on Thursday, Thanksgiving Day, so you know we got you covered right here, FNTS Ride Radio, myself, Greg Sussman, I believe Joe Pissapia and Tony Sincotta, 8 a.m. on Thanksgiving morning right here, live from Rock and Raleigh Studio 34, taking you up to uh, just about kickoff of the big Thursday slate. Got three games on deck. Thanksgiving, obviously, week 12. You know what kind of big, big week that is for your playoffs. Matt Medica, what do you think about the Dallas Cowboy rushing attack last night? We did get 91 yards on 17 attempts from Alpha Morris. We said game script led to Rod Smith. Rod Smith really didn't too much of too much, nothing.
3: Yeah, we, uh, we swung and missed on Rod Smith. and So far? Or, so, or? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Look, I mean, Alfred Morris, if I have him, I'm going to play him. Am I playing him confidently? No, I think he's pretty much touchdown dependent, and I think Dak could steal some of those touchdowns. The thing I think teams right now are trying to do is they're letting the Cowboys run, and they're taking the pass away from Dak.
1: Well, yeah, you know, they're getting after them and, 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 and putting a lot of pressure on them. Um, coming off that side where Tyron Smith normally was, Jake. When you look at the situation, how do you how do you handicap this Dallas Cowboy backfield moving forward with Alfred Morris and one Robert Smith? Seventeen for ninety-one for Morris. I think. Believe Smith. I'm going the top of my head with this one. Eight carries for eleven yards. But if I'm not mistaken, he did not have one single reception.
2: No, and they were basically behind in the entire second half by a decent amount. It wasn't allowed Rod Smith. We tried to predict game script and said, okay, maybe Rod Smith has evolved a little bit more, and that's why we don't like Alfred Morris. Uh, that the performance last week was—I wasn't that high on Rod Smith, but I expected more of him. I expected less of Alfred Morris. That's really the biggest factor of this. So we've all, yeah, like you said, is like nobody had this one right. I don't know anybody out there that was saying, "Oh yeah, start Alfred Morris as a top twenty running back. He's going to see carries till the end of the game and near a hundred yards." And against this defense, and especially a defense that clogs up the middle. So just going forward, we have our answer at least. You start Alfred Morris. That's the end of it. End of story. Nobody else.
1: Yep, that's the way I'm looking at it right now too, Matt Medica. We got to kind of. Temper our expectations when it comes to Mr. Rod Smith. I'm quite sure on Thursday he'll catch seven passes for 77 yeah. yards and a
3: touchdown, though. Let me ask you a question as the Cowboy guy. Alfred Morris, are you confident in playing him? Yeah,
1: I would become the, I mean, he put 91 yards on the best run defense in the NFL. A lot of that work being in the first half. So they were able to get some holes. They were able to run the football effectively. Alfred Morris can play. The thing with Alfred Morris is, is he doesn't give. He's like the Jordan Howard. He doesn't give you anything except those seventeen carries. He's not going to do anything for you as far as catching the football, and that's what makes him a guy that you can't rely on as a bell cow running back week in and week out. If
3: somebody asked you, Alfred Morris or Samaje Perine, rest of the way.
1: Oh my lord! I, I'm going Perine.
3: I'm going. I'm going. Out for Morris, Matt. don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you can go that way. I, 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 I'm just running behind
1: the best. Old, well, running behind a, 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 a decent offensive line. Look, I'm <laughs> not the
3: biggest P Ryan guy. What about you, Jake? Where Where do you uh, stand on that one?
2: I'm um, I'm taking Albert Morris. If, P. Ryan, if, if people missed it, but they signed Byron Marshall off the Eagles' practice squad last week, and he's going to uh, he's going to assume the Chris Thompson role. No, don't get me wrong. He's nowhere near as good as Chris Thompson. But the thing is, is they still have that secondary option over there as well. So if you're giving me one versus one, and now we're basically in the same situation, P. Ryan, Alfred Morris on similar playing fields themselves. P. Ryan, er, er, sorry, Marshall and Rod Smith being similar players in and of themselves. I'm going with the slightly better offensive line and a slightly better off. Well, slightly better offense kind of offsets it with the Redskins. So it's, it's even. I'm not going to. Like you said, I'm not going to argue too much. If you want P. Ryan, that's fine. I'll go with Alfred Morris. Now also uh Des
1: Bryant, eight for sixty-three yesterday. Did his normal Des Bryant thing. Not really seeing that touchdown upside. That was big plays and not really there. I don't want to say I don't think Des is injured, but that's kind of it. Uh Jason Witten, who I had in some lineups, one for seven. If you listen to me and put Jason Witten in your lineup, I apologize for that. Uh Ajayi, seven carries, ninety one yards. The big long ninety one the big long seventy one yard run, Jake. Other than that pedestrian, but you can't take the 71-yard run away from him. As this eagle backfield shake forward, we saw seven carries for Ajay, 13 for Blunt, six for Chloe, Corey Clement. And to the call on a lot of block yet live yesterday that called and said he was going to put Clory Clement in his lineup and I laughed you off the air, Um, I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> it still
2: wasn't the right decision. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know, just, but, you know, it like, is what it is. It doesn't pay off. Just like some the people that, you know, played Austin Eckler. is like, you know, you, you lucked out. It wasn't the right move. Maybe if you're desperate, but I mean, it's it's not the right decision. The process was right, just you you got fortunate. And that's what happens in fantasy sometimes.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, it's still a, the Corey Clement thing was still a bad call. The Austin Eckler thing's a bad call too. But um, you got lucky because oh, well, you didn't see the dropped, other one, Corey? You remember 50 you remember last them.
2: week with the with the girl that called up about sitting Le'Veon Bell.
3: Oh, yeah. I uh, saw so, yeah, something on Twitter, yeah, she, she was she, giving Jake Craft. <laughs> she,
2: she tweeted me. I could, yeah, she tweeted me after, like, <laughs> oh, I, I guess a 100 total, 100 plus confined guards isn't good enough for her. She said she wanted to wring my neck.
1: <laughs> How about because
2: that? Because you should sit Le'Veon on Bell.
1: Yeah, nah, yeah. Um, listen, we, we're, doing, we're, we're doing the best we can, but sometimes some of these crazy things do take place. Matt, if you got a. Uh, this thing right here looks like J. going forward, but Le'Garrette Blunt did get most of the carries last night.
3: I'm look. I know some of the leagues. Uh, the trade deadlines this Wednesday. I, I want a job. I want the better running back on this team. Like I said, in the, like the last five. I think five out of the last six games, uh, Wentz hasn't had twenty completions. He hasn't been throwing uh, the thirty uh, attempts. And like, like I said, I think this team wants to run the ball a lot, too. He, he's just hitting on this high percentage of touchdowns every week. He's getting at least two, some, most of the time three or four. So that's really what's been uh, Wentz's bread and butter. I know everybody looked good last night. I think that was the Cowboys' defense. I'm not trying to troll you or anything like that. No, it's all good. But I, I'm going to go with Jai. I think Ajay is the guy that they went and got him for a reason.
1: Jake, you've cut, you cut you Go ahead, Jake. I'm listening.
2: Uh, I was going to say, I'd go a giant too, but he's not going to be inside my top 15, maybe inside top 20. You can't keep banking on one long run on nine touches every single week. So when you say that, that's
1: interesting that you say that. You're talking about in your weekly rankings, you don't think he can crack your top 15 weekly?
2: No. Actually, I know he can. He's not going to be inside my top 15. That'd be crazy to do so. You're talking about the names that you're going to lock in starting him over with nine touches? No, there's no way. It's a true committee. There's four people involved here.
1: That's a lot going on, too. But look at this, look at the line off uh, for Carson Wentz. 14 for 27, 168 yards and two touchdowns. That's not really the most impressive line, Matt. But like you said, he's been incredibly efficient. He throws 14 passes. Two of those happen to end in the end zone.
3: I mean, look at his lines over the last month or so, last six weeks. I mean, he started off the season with the two 300-yard games, only has one since then. Look, I, I need Carson Wentz. I have him in a league. He's, he's, he gets it done. But, I mean, the completion percentage has been poor, very poor of late. So, you know, I do have some concerns there. I'm not saying I'm in total panic mode. But, you know, I, Matt Ryan is coming back in for Dak. And maybe before the season's over, he might come in for Wentz, as crazy as that sounds.
1: Interesting. Would you go that far to say that Matt Ryan is now becomes a uh, – Matt says that Matt Ryan is now – a possibility. A, a po- possibility that Matt Ryan is a better option moving forward than Carson Wentz.
2: No, I was still thinking Carson Wentz personally.
1: You like that. You like the, the efficiency. You look at the receiving core 4-for-67 in a touchdown for Alshon Jeffrey. That touchdown really kind of saved him. He still looked like a tight end to me. Other than that, nobody really jumped out of the page. Obviously, you can't never really start Tory Smith unless it's eight teams, nine teams on a bye. Zach Ertz, two for eight. He still could be hampered by injury. Nelson Aguilar, one reception, Jake, minus two yards. Has Nelson Aguilar, is it over? Has that song? Has that, has that song and dance ended? Finally?
2: No, no. Because if his knee wasn't down, we'd be having a completely different story today. So there's still the potential there. If they're the right matchups that it could be a wide receiver four for you. But this is the risk you run with Nelson Aguilar. Well, you yeah, think? I'd
3: want him on my bench. Uh, yeah. Like we made the statement before, this offense but scores too many touchdowns. So, you know, he's, he's a bench guy. Who knows who's going to get hurt over these next two weeks? Who are you going to lose going into the playoffs? The leagues I play in, really, you can't make pickups during the playoffs. So you have to have some depth there. So in those type of leagues, I would be more than happy to have him there. Do I want to start him? No.
1: <laughs> Jake, let me ask you this. Let, let, let's transition and get into the New York Giants and the, um, and the Kansas City Chiefs. We were talking earlier I know. We were talking earlier about it on the Roto Experts this morning. And um what is going on with this Kansas City Chiefs team? I had said, you know, just Alex Smith had resorted re- back to being passive Alex Smith, but he is throwing the football down the field as Matt mentioned. What the hell is up with this Kansas City team right now? Kareem Hunt not getting it done. Alex Smith is what we thought Alex Smith was a fantasy mistake. What what's the deal?
2: Did you see the game? I don't think he's a fast... No, yeah, of course I did, because I was pissed <laughs> off that they won. I mean, there's yeah. just no other fact about it. It's like the Giants game and lose, right? They go out there and get another win in the column and go wipe away any chances the number one pick. Not that I thought Cleveland would win a game, but there was still the potential there, but... Yeah, it's, it's just frustrating, but the, the, the fact of it is from Alex Smith still had big numbers on the road. I, I wrote about it in the week's, week's column. Obviously, that was a huge miss is every single of his multiple touchdown games were on the road. He has one touchdown per game at home. Every single game on the road was two plus, and that's of recent games. So it's not like all of a sudden Alex Smith just turned back into a pumpkin. He's still been Alex Smith.
1: Bring Matt Medica in on the conversation when we come back on the other side. Alex Smith, the Kansas City Chiefs. What ails this offense that looked very family-friendly about a month and a half ago? Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, 844- 84 FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fancy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source 24 hours a day. Shout out to Eric Young of the fantasy football best friends forever, WWE entertainer, wrestler, playing him in the flex PPR this week. Right now he's got 117 points. I have 105. I still got Austin Hooper in the Seahawks defense to go. He still has amazing Jimmy. Amazing
2: match up R- the weekend, huh? It's an amazing match over the weekend. Oh,
1: I heard. You no, know, I didn't. Um, you know, um, uh, I didn't. Obviously, I didn't see it, but I do. I saw some tweets where people were tweeting about uh, Eric Young being like the most entertaining person in wrestling right now.
2: He's definitely one of them, that's for sure.
1: Shout out to EY, that's what's up. Yeah, he
2: still took the time out to set his lineup, too. <laughs> and War Games had, yeah, he was just fighting in two rings at once <laughs> inside a cage. Oh, really? He was doing all of that this weekend? Yeah. Saturday night. It's pretty awesome. Live in
1: Houston. I missed it. What
2: was I unfortunately, doing? Unfortunately, he night. got he, he was the one that got pinned at the end, unfortunately. Oh,
1: that stinks, EY loss. He didn't lose a bell or nothing, yeah. did he? No, oh. it was
2: it, this was this, this wasn't for the tag team belts, but he took a chair to the face at the end.
1: Oh, E. Y. took a
3: chair. I wonder if he gonna make it today. He's still better looking than Scott.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. I'm joking. <laughs> Matt what the hell is going on with Alex Smith? Because I was like, yo, Alex, when people was calling up here in September, I was like, do I start Camp Newton to Alex Smith? I was like, why would you ever start Alex Smith? Then Alex Smith like was a thing, and I was like, oh, you know what? Start Alex Smith. He was talking MVP conversation. Now he's going back to being Alex Smith.
3: Yeah, and in, in the GST where I had uh – Big Ben and Alex Smith. I sat Big Ben and started Alex Smith, which Wonderful. was no bueno. Yeah. As I, I mean, I don't know. Like you said, he 115 yards for Kelsey. Uh, he got the ball to um, Hill. I, I I think they got it. I'm, I'm trying to figure this out. I mean, we had the narrative of Andy Reid off the bye, this terrible Giants defense the last couple of weeks, you know, awful performances. I, I mean, I'm seeing on Twitter, I'm seeing Chief fans calling for Pat Mahomes. And that's where I was going to go with your next all in kid,
1: that's Jake stupid. Seeley. Do you think you said the stupid. I won't let you yeah, go. <laughs> it's 100 stupid.
2: It's Alex Smith's first bad game of the season. It's his first game without a passing touchdown. I talked about it right before they buy. He put up almost 20 points in Dallas with 200 some odd yards and two touchdowns. Two weeks before that in Oakland, puts up three touchdowns. It was the home game against Denver, 202 and one. It's Denver, by the way. As I mentioned, home game it's 251 and one, 283 and one, 246 and one, 202 and one, and then on the road it's 42332. He's been better on the road, facing weaker defenses on the road. They pass more when they're on the road. They run more when they're at home. But he's got a touchdown in every single game. This is his first single-digit performance of the season. Pete, the fans, whether it's fantasy or real life, are stupid to say that Alex Smith deserves to be benched.
3: Overreaction Monday. Yeah, no, I just I understand the, the angst of the Chiefs fan. I agree with Jake. You can't take this guy out and put this rookie that hasn't had a snap in there yet. I mean, at least I wouldn't do it. I don't see Andy Reid doing that neither. Uh, But I want to, if this team doesn't get it done at home versus the Bills and, you know, win pretty easily going away in this one, then they're – maybe some time to uh, really start panicking. Telephone
1: lines open 844-843-6879 overreaction Monday on the fantasy football frenzy you want to overreact you got something you want to share you want to get off your chest obviously we got a short week this week we kick it right back up with three games on Thursday Thanksgiving day hop on the telephone lines 844-843-6879 Kareem Hunt yesterday 18 carries 73 yards not bad caught three passes for four yards Uh, last week I I said son hit a rookie wall Throughout the course of the game, I mentioned the announcers mentioned him hitting a rookie wall. Had I know when I brought it up last week, you was like, nah, you didn't think it was a rookie wall. Still feel the same
2: way today? Yeah, because the, the announcers brought it up, but they all disagreed that it was such a thing. He's, he's still out there. Even the coaching staff for the Chiefs said it's not. Andy Reid he said he's not. He's not hitting a rookie wall. It's his usage. This has been the problem since day one. Is for the First of all, since he came in there, they don't use him in the two-minute offense, which is fine. It's understandable. It's hard for rookies to come in and do that. But they just mix him out a little bit, and then when things have gone wrong recently offensively, he just hasn't been on the field and used as much. It doesn't make a lot of sense. You have three terrific weapons of Hunt, Hill, and Kelsey, and they don't seemingly just use them every single week. So you still look at yesterday, like he still had what was it, almost 90 total yards or something like that. We're complaining because we're still complaining today because yeah. of how hot he started the season. That's what it really comes down to. And, if, and, and he, he hasn't had a, a touchdown. touchdown. Yeah, it must that, that, that's,
3: to me, that should correct down the way. It, it hasn't. But, I mean, I'm not saying he's getting two touchdowns every week. But the fact that he hasn't gotten any I don't think he belongs
1: on nobody's bench. You keep rolling a young man out there. I don't know. People say it's not they, they, they feel like it's not something to the rookie wall. I think it could be something to the, a rookie hitting the wall.
3: I would maybe agree with you, but the fact that he just had a bye week. Not two, nowadays. Yeah.
2: I worry, mean, they play 13, 14 games in college these days. There's, there's no rookie wall anymore. It's
1: a different level of competition, especially, in, um, especially for Kareem Hunt. He's not like he was a big-time SEC player going up against NFL talent every week.
2: No, that's just your ability to play against the talent. But the, the rookie wall is generally the fact that they're not used to playing the rigors of the NFL. But now in days in college, when you're playing 13, 14 games with the bowl game involved, not to mention you're still practicing in, in between those bowl games in the end of the season. So there's there a lot of talk about it last year coming from the players and former college players. playing mm-hmm. in the NFL, we're saying it's just more of a myth at this stage. It definitely was years ago when it was you played 10 games. And a bowl game, and most you played eleven, maybe twelve on top of it. But nowadays, I mean, you look at the teams that Alabama going to the championship game; they're going to play just they're going to play sixteen 15 games. Yeah, you're
1: right. That make yeah, it's true. And they playing the, they playing the, uh, the NFL's JV. Travis Kelsey gets eight receptions for 109 yards. Oh, that's what we expect going up against that New York Giants secondary. Tyreek Hill seven for 68, no touchdown for Hill. Was Hill banged up yesterday? I, I feel like because I was like kind of in and out of sleep while I was while this game was on because it was a snooze fest. But I, I could have swore I heard the announcers talking about uh, Tyreek Hill's hip, but when I went to put the list together of injuries for Doc Day, who comes up a little bit later on in the program, I noticed Tyreek Hill was was regular. Did I miss something with, with Hill, fellas? Yeah.
2: It was like an in-game. Yeah, looking, like, I think it was maybe random. you fun. know what I'm saying. Yeah. Okay, cool. Nothing to see there. It was just more of the usage than anything. Very
1: good. Orleans Darkwell, right quick. 20 carries, 74 yards, and a touchdown, Jake. I, I don't um, I don't ever like telling people to get after a Giants running back, but I think Dark is getting it done.
2: I hate to say that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, he has been. Uh, well, he's just, uh, you're, just, you're just coming around now because you hate the Giants. He has been for weeks now. He's, he's I Ben do,
3: McAdoo's boy. I do ben hate McAdoo it. loves him. So. I do hate the Giants. Yes, you do. <laughs> we are well aware of that. I hate the Giants too, so if that makes you feel any better. he beat you in the Super Bowl.
2: Yeah, I just. Yesterday, I hate him too.
1: <laughs> so there you go, right there. We've all come to the side where we hate the New York Giants. 844, 843, 6879. Let's head down to the Bayou where the Saints in uh, D.C. football. Uh, Kirk Cousins, 22 or 32, 322 yards, and three touchdowns. Matt Medica, Kirk Cousins is matchup proof.
3: I would think pretty much. Um, maybe Jacksonville is the one consideration if I had another option on my bench that I would consider. But that's it.
2: Matchup proof, Jake. Uh, I said so last week. Yeah, if you, you remember? Certain, uh, you, certain, you, yeah. you certainly Actually, did say so you. last week. Yeah. I
1: just wanted to make sure. Yep,
2: yeah, I obviously, and you know, if, the, if people are going to be oh, more came out of the game, tried to return late, and so, even with Lattimore on the field, he can only take away one person, and he's done a very good job of helping this defense, and this defense has been very good at getting a gap for the quarterback. But Kurt Cousins, no matter who he's – the fact is he just passes so much and a high percentage, and that's why Tyre, Tyre, or Terrell Prior did not fit this offense.
3: Yeah, TP. TP, rest in peace. He died? No. Knock on wood. Knock on wood. Knock on wood. we at going go that way. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Head out to the telephone lines right quick. 844-843-6879. Let's start with Jason and Carrie, Jason and Callie. Jason, you breaking the seal on an overreaction Monday. How you doing? How was yesterday for you?
4: Uh, not too good, bud. Oh, um, no. I, I started Jay Cutler. And I started oh, Jay son, Cooper. I started Jay
1: Cutler in the league, too, B. just brutal. Who else you start? Who else will happen? I
4: had the Saints defense. They gave me a negative four points. I hate but, that. but my thing was I had Sterling Shepard. And he just he decided to get sick on me, so I I had no choice but to roll with the Saints' defense and pick up Crowder off the waiver wire.
1: Well, Crowder gave you seven for seventy-two, so that's not bad.
4: Yeah, that that was all right. Uh, my my dilemma now is I'm down by eight points. I got Julio Jones left, and uh, the other guys got uh, Atlanta defense. I, I was, my question is this: Do I roll with Do I roll with Julio Jones, or should I get uh, tricky and put in some?
3: If you want to lose, you
4: get
1: it's tricky. A it's a 10-team standard. So wait a minute. So wait a minute. Hold on one second. So you was going to, you going to, you considering benching Julio Jones to pick up somebody from Seattle to play against the Falcons' defense? No, no, no. Okay. okay. No, I
4: got some and I got Julio Jones. I was just trying to get tricky, and maybe, maybe like, maybe Julio's not fully, fully healthy, and I'll just go with Smith or. Or am I just thinking too deep into it? And I th- I just yeah, I the
1: think, yeah, I think. Yeah, I think you're doing a little over analysis right there. You know what Julio Jones is? You need eight points in the standard or in the PPR standard, and he's got uh, Atlanta
4: defense, and I'm down
1: by eight. All they got is Julio. Yeah. I think you. Sh- <laughs> I, th- I, th- I think you roll Julio Jones out there. No doubt about that. Uh, you gentlemen agree, right? We can move past.
3: Yeah, there's, there's no foot. It's Julio Jones.
1: I never worry about the defense playing against like my guys. I don't worry about that. Is this Yari in New Jersey or Don Burns? Oh, we don't have we don't have enough time to talk to Yari. Yari, hang on, and we'll get to and we'll get to you, and we'll figure out what your dilemma is as uh, you get ready to roll into week number twelve. Hopefully, Yari, you had a good day yesterday. Matter of fact, let's get some more people on the telephones. Overreaction Monday eight four four eight four three six eight seven nine, so we can figure out how to get everybody calmed in, settled back into a good spot and get ready to push forward because it was only week 11. It's not over yet. Still got time left to go. So I want to come back. I still want to touch on this D.C. thing. I want to talk about Josh Doxon, what we think about him right now. Kobe Flina had a game yesterday, but nothing really to see there. Overreaction Monday, Fantasy Football Frenzy, FNTSY Radio. 844- reaction Monday on the Fantasy Football Frenzy on FNTSY Radio. Telephone lines open. whenever you want to vent about, rant and rave about, rant and rave about, excuse me. We got you covered. 844-843-6879. Matt Medica, your boy, Josh Doxson. Four receptions, 81 yards. Every week, I think you got to feel a little bit better about Josh Doxson, don't you?
3: Yeah, I'm starting to feel a little bit better. I did the last minute. I went back and forth between him and Cooper Cup, and I went with Cooper Cup. It happens. You know, it was a few points difference there. Uh, he will be in my lineup this week, and uh, hopefully, you know, this is the start of something good. Got the New York Giants this week on
1: Thanksgiving night. Jake, who would you rather have rest of the season? Josh Dachson, Jameson Crowder.
2: Mm, non PPR Doxon, PPR. I still lean slightly to Crowder, but not by much.
1: And you say and you say Dachson in the non PPR because of the the long play down the field, the high touch, the touchdown ability. Just. Touchdown ability. That's really what it
2: comes down to. I'm looking for banking. I said, well, you know this. I was kind of worried. I was curious why you said he was your boy or Matt's boy. I was—I remember two weeks ago I said that he and both him and Corey Davis were going to be top thirty the rest of the season.
1: I remember you saying that that was going to be my next. That was going to be my next. Uh, that was going to be my next. Well, Matt been talking about him yeah. since and damn Matt picked May. Picked him up. Uh, months ago, <laughs> said he was the, uh, Terrell Pryor insurance. But what I want, but, but you mentioned that comment. I'm glad you because that was my next statement. Because I remember you saying that they both were going to be top thirty the rest of the way. You still feel that way right now? Yeah, absolutely. You know, but Docs is not really like he's a he's emerging, but he's not really there yet. He still As, has his moments yeah,
2: he, of, of, of all. He was fine yesterday against the tough matchup. He got a lot of work when that kid Lattimore went out, though. Yeah, he got plenty when he was in there, too. Hmm.
1: People, th- it's a, it's, it's, it's people out there that think that Michael Thomas is having a bad <clears> year. <throat> Yesterday he goes six for ninety-one. I believe he's in the, tie, the top twelve. Might be wide receiver with twelve in PPR so far on the season. Why is it there? This, this, this. Is it the lack of touchdowns? Why do people think that Michael Thomas is having a bad season?
2: Matt, it's a reception. Go ahead.
1: Why yeah.
3: you say said- he's
2: eighth? By the way, yeah, no, oh, he's, he's eighth. Yeah, wow, he's up there. Yeah.
3: He's, you know, he's not having this horrible season that everybody's making. It yeah. out to be. This is, but, look, if you've got a floor of 15 points, that's fine. Look, two receivers have over 20 point, averaging over 20 points. That's uh, A.B. and uh, DeAndre Hopkins. So, I mean, if I drafted Michael Thomas, I'm totally fine with his production. Would I like it to be like 17 uh, points a game like Adam Thielen? Yeah, but I'm not going to cry over an average of 15.2 per game.
1: Hey Jake, let me ask you this. Um, Wait, let me find the box score again because I I saw something that's intriguing to me just now. No, well, not the box score. The guy you talked about that you mentioned at the top of the show from the Eagles practice squad. Do you think he's going to be a player that we're going to be picking up in fantasy before the season's over?
2: Byron Marshall. Byron Marshall, yeah. Uh, I think he's going to be somebody in PPR that might become intriguing. It's just the fact that the touches have to be there from somebody, and unless they add, they're going to add another piece because they only have two running backs, two running backs, and Marshall. So they're probably at another third, unless it's a pass-catching option like Marshall, who's basically a jack of all trades and has that pass-catching ability. I think he's a very nice replacement for Chris Thompson. I think people, if you're smart and get ahead of the game, go pick him up now before he starts getting involved in this offense. I'm not saying it's definitely going to be a thing, but he's the next man up as of today. He's the next man up, and he is the guy in the passing game as of today. So I'm picking him up in PPR leagues.
1: And Byron Marshall's his name, a dollar make you holler if you got it. If you got the roster real estate for the end of the season,
3: and what do we think about the Saints' defense? But we gotta we, we gotta find out about Lattimore from uh, Doctor A. But Alex Okafor, thats a huge blow too because that was another need. They were able to hit on the linebacker. They drafted the uh, linebacker through free agency. They drafted uh, Latimore. That was a huge hit. So if if these you know if Latimore is going to be out, yeah, I think that's it. especially facing the Rams this weekend the Rams. You know. It's
1: going to be an interesting call. Go, listen, this is going to be a third season of an NFC South team going to represent the NFC in the Super Bowl. The New Orleans, this New Orleans Saints team is going to the Super Bowl and I'm not happy about it. Eight four four Let's talk to Yari in New Jersey. Yari, what's up? Yeah,
4: Corey, I just wanted to say something to you. Oh, sure. Especially.
1: Come on. How about them cowboys? How about them cowboys? Hey, y'all, don't call up here talking trash on overreaction <laughs> Monday about America's team. You probably root for the New York That's Giants who are one and nine. We're two and eight. Actually I'm, actually I'm a Viking fan first,
4: then the
1: Giants. But anyway, uh, <laughs> Hey Viking fan, you already know that how you'd already know that your uh, your luck is going to change shortly. <laughs> It'll be a missed kick or I something don't. along the way.
4: Well, you said that about the Eagles, too. I think the
1: Eagles have a real good chance of going all right, to the Super Bowl. All right, Yari, uh, let's go. <laughs> How can we help you this morning? <laughs> I'm
4: down 31. Um, my opponent has nobody left. I have Coleman uh, uh, and Jimmy Graham.
1: You said what Col- do you think? Coleman and Jimmy Graham?
4: Yeah.
1: Down 31 in the PPR. You said 31? Mm-hmm. PPR. Yikes. PPR. Full point. Down thirty-one in the PPR. Coleman. I mean, Jake, Jake is not be. going. Jake is not going intriguing. Jake is not going to get involved with this because I mean,
3: I'm, I I wouldn't want those odds. I'll say that. But he has a chance. Jimmy
1: Grant. The, the Falcons are excellent in covering the tight end. That's number one. But Jimmy Graham is a different type of player. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? Um. Yeah. Tevin Coleman. I don't know, bro. I think you might be able to get 25. I think you fall just short, Yari. Do you need this W to get into the playoffs? I mean, you still how, how you look? What would be your record if you lose?
4: Six and five.
1: Be all right. You still, you I know, a
4: second. I got a I I got a decent chance to make the playoffs. Uh, the, uh, the thing that I uh, I'm killing myself. But I didn't play Rashad Matthews in my flex.
1: Me neither. I played uh, Kenyon Drake. How about that?
4: And I had Shepard on the Giants, who was about to have a, an awesome day, and he gets a freaking migraine headache.
1: Yeah, no. Who'd you put? Who'd you put in Shepard's spot?
4: I put I put Adams back in. I had him on the bench.
1: Devonte Adams put, had, a, had a good day. Devontae Adams. Yeah, Devonte Adams balled out yesterday, so that didn't that didn't go too bad and for I had you. To
4: play, uh, I had to play Ingram on the Bears uh, the Bears receiver. He only oh, gave really? me a six.
1: Inman, Dontrell Inman, yeah, a yeah. big difference between Inman and Ingram. Yeah, yeah, nah, nah sorry, If well, yeah. I had a real. If I would
4: have played
1: God. yeah, well, if Sterling Shepherd didn't get hurt, that'd have been good too. And then if you deployed Rashard Matthews and Rashard Matthews, like I said, I left him on the bench in one of my leagues yesterday for Kenyon Drake. So I feel you on the Rashard Matthews thing, but I think you go back to Rashard Matthews this week. So that's how I feel about it, Yard. But at six and five, you know, I don't know your league, or whatever, but you you seem like it's not going to kill you. You know what I'm saying? If you if you drop this one tonight. All right. Great. Cool. In a twelve-team league, a twelve-team redraft, Jake, I think seven and six is the mark you want to hit to be a playoff uh, team. Would you agree with that?
2: You're in the conversation. Obviously, eight and five, you're probably in. Seven and six, there's probably a decent chance in a twelve-team league because I've seen six and seven make yeah. it before. So seven, seven and six, you're you're in contention. Eight and five, you're comfortable.
1: Yeah, oh, eight, eight, eight and five. I, eight and five. You could think you coached in eight and five. You might be playing in that first and week fourteen, but there's no problem with that. It's not like you get a real bye anyway. You just set in lineup regardless, man, Madika. But I feel the people that the people that's like I think seven and six is what you want to push for right now if you're in that scramble area.
3: I would have a doubt, but I mean, I want to be like nine and two. Yeah, well, man,
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know that first round bye. <laughs> Let me tell you, them teams with those first round buys,
3: those are teams that be. Ready to get picked off in week fifteen. That's so the worst. though, when you had that buy, and then, you know you watch your team that that week fourteen play like awesome, and it don't count. I. That's one of the worst 15, things in fantasy. <laughs> you when you have the buy and your team scores
1: like two hundred points against against the computer, then the next week you play the six seed and you, your team scores seventy eight. I think that happened, that happened to you last year, right, Jake? And and the in, in the in the and in the, uh, in, the uh, in the flex auction, right? what. You had like the best team going in, and then and then like you had like a couple stumbles down the stretch, right? Or
2: then whether you get to the I championship. So what are you talking about? I know it yeah, was one of the. Joking teams. because you, no, you're purposely trying to troll me because it was you. That's why I'm joking. Oh, oh, oh! Oh, I didn't know that. I
1: didn't know it was the yeah. fantasy executive. Yeah, Excuse nice me. try. Yeah, <laughs> of course. Uh-huh. I had no idea. Hey somebody uh, where was I at over the weekend and uh I was listening my home my homeboy Big Ball, had to tell Jake what's up and that he checks the link uh, every week so there you go right there
2: Nice yep mm-hmm. appreciate it thanks. I was chilling I got that trending over the weekend I got thanks Jake everybody was blaming me after that lady wanted to wring my neck people were saying my kid got woken up by the dog barking thanks Jake and so that was going over the weekend that was fun
1: No oh, I don't I don't understand the dog barking thing
2: it was like blame it was like thanks Obama. People were like blaming me. Like, like oh, just saying yeah. like I got a pizza and they had the wrong toppings on it. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> blaming Jake for everything. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. Man, let me tell you something what was crazy this past weekend, mm-hmm. right? Cuz we was all uh, we, we was chilling. Not too much going on. We did old school fantasy. We came back and your boy um Remember last week we were talking about the Baltimore Ravens? You know the Ravens are in the playoffs right now? The the Baltimore Ravens are the sixth seed right now. It's happening. We are going to see Jacksonville and Baltimore 4.30 Saturday afternoon wild card weekend. (laughs) I told you. (laughs) Jacksonville's the number three seed right now. That's what the matchup would be then, right? It would be Baltimore and Jacksonville. We're headed down that path.
2: I'm pretty sure. Yep, I I can almost. Baltimore's the number six seed, right? Yeah, Baltimore's the sixth seed right now. And, And that's what we got right now. Yep.
3: I really don't see a team knocking Baltimore off like that. Think,
2: think, I think it's their fault. Kansas NFC would be fun.
3: That would, Kansas City. Hmm. Yeah, no, that'd be a good game. I'd want to see that'd that. That'd be a fun game.
2: I just don't really want to see me, Baltimore or Miami
1: involved. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I don't want Miami to right. make the playoffs either. Yeah.
2: Right now, we got uh, Scott Seahawks Huck. headed to the Saints and the Rams and the Panthers.
1: Rams and Panthers would be interesting. I like that. The NFC side shakes up pretty good. That's why America's team going to have to. NFC
2: better win the Super Bowl this year. The only excuse they have is if the Patriots. Otherwise, the Patriots, there's no excuse for the NFC not to win it this year.
1: Yeah, no, because I think they can knock those teams off with the Patriots, are, are obviously. I don't understand why that. I don't want the Patriots to go to the Super Bowl every year. I'm tired I mean, of that. I
3: think the Steelers could beat the Eagles. I'd, I'd be more than happy to on the Steelers. Oh, Pennsylvania Super Bowl. That'd be cool. I want to talk about
1: some of these pieces in this Baltimore offense, uh, Baltimore Ravens offense when we come back set down an hour on old school fan i mean excuse me fantasy football frenzy overreaction monday alex collins keep getting it done daniel woodhead was back in action I'll let you know what that means right here on.
0: playing daily fantasy basketball this year consider daily roto your go-to resource whether you play on DraftKings or Fanduel, daily roto's customizable projections podcasts strategy guides and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time with a team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions there's no better place to get your NBA DFS content. Better yet, you can save 10% using the promo code FNTSY. So go to dailyrotor.com slash premium and learn more about our awesome product.
1: the brooklyn nets they always try to get me to like buy tickets but the warriors were there last night so i missed that it was a sunday then the knicks will be back they, the knicks played there plenty of times but they do got the harlem globetrotters coming up you ever seen the harlem globetrotters uh jake in person oh uh, when i was a kid yeah yeah it's fun i like the harlem globetrotters i had a homeboy that played for the harlem globetrotters my man uh what's his name he played uh, no, not currently. <laughs> Yo, he ran, uh, if you remember Big Ten basketball, they went to the Final Four. It was it a was, uh, dude that used to play for the Kings. What son used to play for the Kings with the ball head? Nobody? Nobody? Where's Mr. Sussman
2: at? Not and Mike Harder? Bibby. Nah, nah. Uh, dude with the ball head. I, know. Play. Well, uh, didn't Bibby have him? I don't know. If he came for the Big Ten, I'm surprised he knows how to score. This is back in
1: the day. They went to this was like Tubby Smith. They went to the Final Four and all of that. They played for Minnesota. Okay,
2: you can Bobby Clark was it? Know.
1: Bobby Clark. Anyway, anyway, my man Eric Harris uh, was in the backcourt with him. He played for the Globe Trotters for a little bit. Um, but that's neither here nor there. Fantasy football frenzy on Overreaction Monday. Matt, you were talking about how a while, like when Huntley first got the gig, you said
3: Devonte Adams was still going to kind of be that guy. How the hell did you know that? It just, look, Jordy was a guy that just, he was pretty much becoming more and more touchdown reliant. And Adams is more of the, I don't know, I I want to say it correctly. I don't want to look. I'm not trying to put Jordy down, but Jordy's a different player. Mm -hmm. And Jordy was living on the touchdowns, the connection with Aaron Rodgers, the familiarity that was there. Adams is now that player that is, if you just look, I mean, I didn't think it would be this. What's the word? I'm, you know, he's just the guy that he's like his glue. He, mm-hmm. he pretty much has become the glue, and I figured he'd be the guy. I mean, unfortunately for Randall Carboners, he became non-existent.
1: My I man Orlando Antigua played for the Globetrotters for a little bit too. had two homeboys play for the Globetrotters. Orlando like Antigua, he's an uh, assistant coach for the University of Kentucky now. Um, Jake. A couple months ago, when we first started talking football, I had mentioned about how Devontae Adams could very well be the Packers' number one wide receiver. And the people in YouTube, the chat, they called me everything but a child of God. Legit. They was like, it was, 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 I didn't want my kids to see it because they were like, oh, these people are talking about my daddy like this. Now, let's look forward to 2018 when it's draft day. I think Devontae Adams... It should be the first pack of wide receiver to go off the board even when Aaron Rodgers comes back. Would you agree with that?
2: Yeah. yeah. I had both of them inside my top twelve this year. And it was the fact that it's yeah, everybody's like, Oh, so touchdown reliant. Why is that gonna change this season? And he was gonna get touchdowns this year and even more yards on top of it. If he gets anywhere close to eight touchdowns and sees a little bit of an increase last year, he barely missed out on a thousand yards. He had become a receiver we were waiting for. I think it was just the people got burned by him, and they were just ticked off. They didn't see it coming. They just completely ignored last year and the fact that he made developments. And similar to Marquise Lee, is you ignore the fact of what they started off as and don't look at the progress, they, the progress they've made. And sometimes – Players develop. Sometimes players change. Devontae Adams had improved his hands. He's still not the most sure-handed wide receiver in the NFL. He still makes some drops, but he improved his route running. He improved his hands. He had become a more complete wide receiver, and he deserved to be a wide receiver one alongside Jordy Nelson. I was still taking Nelson over him, but they were both inside my top twelve.
1: This is true. He was going in that on that on that on that turn on that two three. Oh, no, in he wasn't third. going there. Uh, no, Adams was, was, he was going in the, in the third round pick. Adams was going in the third, but the yeah, middle of the third. third. Jordy was going on that one two turn. Yeah, so, yeah. Yep, so that's how they played out. Shout out to my man Three Stacks on Twitter. He tweeted at me, uh, Bobby Jackson. That's right. It was Bobby Jackson and like Eric Harris. They were the- Three Stacks, <laughs> two chains. Is that what that is? Three Stacks. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Give me one. Uh, nah, Bobby Jackson and Eric <laughs> Harris, they were the, uh, the backcourt for the Minnesota Golden Gophers. They went to the Final Four. And then Eric played for the Globetrotters for a little bit. Dr. A, when we come back on the other side, overreaction oh, Monday on the Fantasy Football Frenzy.